Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Simon Cardi and welcome to my dark place. Joining me in my dark place, mm-hmm. Joe Scrabbles. Hello. Are you enjoying my dark place? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a studious rip-off of someone else's dark yeah, place. Yeah, but you know, that's been gone for a while now, so I'm bringing it back. I watched Crystal Maze with Richard Ayoade the other day, and it really made me miss Garth Marenghi's dark place. It would do, wouldn't it? Yep. I'm it also did. here with Jesse Gomez, a young boy. That's me. <laughs> a young, young boy. I know how Joe loves this bit of Jesse being young. It's just... I'm tiresome. <laughs> tiresome or tedious or both? Tiresome's the one. Okay. Me. I can't believe it's that's ti- been said. It's a tiresome screed. Have we all had a good week? Yeah. yeah actually, yeah. it's been I, nice. I've had a good week as well. It's been perfect. Sometimes when you have this fun a week and it goes this quick, you just wonder where the days have gone. Mm, I agree. So we're going to talk about days gone. Oh, what a fantastic segue. Bloody done it. I was, I was going to segue into an anecdote, but that was too powerful. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to go s- skip your stories yep. straight to Freaker Apocalypse stuff. Yeah. Both of you have played Days Gone. Yeah, for about I have not. three and a half hours each. Ooh, That's quite the experience. Expensive. Tell me about this game. Uh, I think we're both in agreement that we don't, agree necessarily with the general chat about Days Gone. Mm, it's the generally pants, yeah, to be fair. I think, like, yeah, lots of people... The previews came out this week, ours included, and were broadly positive. I think because it's nice that it's not shit. <laughs> um, but John Ryan, who previewed it for us, we, we have our differences of opinion on this. We've Ooh, talked about it. We've worked through him. them. But he, for me, sums it up perfectly in his strapline for the preview, which is, it is a sturdy hodgepodge of ideas. <laughs> uh, it, it's, you know, the sort of setting and vague vibe of The Last of Us, minus a bit of gravitas in a Far Cry game. And it's okay. It just, yeah, it's absolutely it kind fine. of feels like everything I've played before, just not yeah. as good, Yeah, to be fair. That's, that's where I'm at with it. I've it, heard a lot of people say it's kind of two to three years at least out of date. Yeah, yeah it, sure. fe- it feels like a game that was announced when it was announced. Mm. Uh, it's, but I'll, I'll go with, I'll go first with positives. Go on. Deacon St. John, the hero, is surprisingly well acted and animated. Is it Sam Witter? It's Sam, Sam Wh- Whitworth? Whitworth. Sam Whitworth. Whitworth. Star Wars man. Yeah. Force Unleashed. That's him. Which I didn't know until you pointed it out and was like, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> it's Starkiller. And, what a great name. Um, I thought he was very good. I, I was surprisingly enjoying his company, uh, mm. at least in the cutscenes. And, like, it does work, and I like how the Freakers are, the, which are the zombie creatures, if you But they're not zombies. Can't call them they're zombies, zombies, that's not allowed. They're feral people. They're still okay. alive, according to so the they, director. Are they inf- is there been, because I really have avoided a lot of what Days Gone is about. Is I think it most people have. Is it like an, a disease, an infection? It that appears spread? to be. Okay. Um, and it appears, it keeps you vague, it keeps that idea vague, presumably, because that's going to be a bit of the story. The implication is that there are places where there is no infection hmm. and that people are entering the area to study it. Okay. So there's an element of how widespread is this? Is he just stuck somewhere where this is happening? Or is it all of America? Or is it everywhere? Like yeah, it's hard from, to... from the demo, we didn't get much in regards to the story. Yeah. And such as it jumped from the from the beginning to what? However many hours? Like five hours in, something yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. So we missed a big chunk Does of the story. Does it feel like there's a good story in there? There's So this is one of the things I like, is that... The, the way, way they actually show the story. Yeah, the way yeah. they formalize the story as a mechanic is quite nice. So you've got individual quests, as you always do in these kind of games, but everyone feeds into a wider sort of branch of quests. So, you, like, the main one is 
like the story of what happened to Deacon St. John's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Say his full name. Deacon St. John every time. Or Deke. <laughs> He's got a friend called Boozer. <laughs> Which is mad. <laughs> what? I, it makes more, I think that makes... I think that's less of a thing in America. Boozer is the only... Like, the only time I'd use Boozer is for, if I had, like, a pet grizzly bear. And I'd call Boozer. it Boozer. <laughs> That'd be quite good. That's Like that Polish war bear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and those... So the way it... Those quests, when you finish them, they'll, like, tick up a percentage of your various different story threads that you're following in a separate okay. menu. They're it's referred just, to as storylines and not quests in the so game, yeah. I think. Is and, it a li- so you can do it out of order, then? It's not, not a linear story? I don't think the lead story you can. Okay. So I think that'll tick up as you play through the core. But then there's those other threads that you're pulling at, like, mm. seem to tick up independently of one another. And it's, like, it's just quite a nice way of showing how this is a person doing yeah. stuff, not just a man with a series of tick boxes. And you've actually discovered why it's called Days Gone. Oh, yeah. Well, it, the answer was kind of left up to us, I suppose, because we asked him at the end of our, our exclusive interview, only kidding. <laughs> um, and he just kind of left it to us. He said it could refer to the day that Deke lost his wife or could be the day that the you know apocalypse apparently it started and stuff so really he just kind of but, threw it in our face to be fair but core to this is that whenever you press start there is a number and then number of days gone yeah okay since something since something so yeah. there is which is kind of interesting like and it ticks up in real time with the game's day night cycle so okay. that's so like, do you start on one day's gone or does it I start think it, at like maybe it, maybe it would be if you press start during the opening cutscene but oh, okay. the start of the game itself is some time after. Mm. But um, it doesn't really play into anything that much. I can only imagine people are going to be like using it to count score. Like, oh, I, I finished the game at 200 days yeah, in or something like that. I genuinely like think that. that'll be a speedrunning thing, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've been nice to it. Yeah. It's also just so normal. It's so like, it's, okay. It's like the most normal game, <laughs> it's, and that, which feels... I kind of want it to be worse because then there'd be something to talk about. I felt like it's, yeah, it feels normal, especially in comparison. It's the last few Sony, they've set such a high bar oh, yeah, for their exclusives. I feel so sorry for Bend because they, they are following some of the hardest acts to follow this generation. It's mm. nuts. Um, but the, the shooting feels bad. The way stuff reacts to being shot feels bad. And in a zombie game of all games where you that's, can get really crucial. mad with how things like mm, get hit. Yeah, yeah. I just did a big wiggle in the studio. <laughs> like it feels like nothing's connecting and you're like, but this is what it's all about. And like that's it the does, pleasure. Yeah, it does feel like it's following a lot of games that have done each of its things better. So you've exactly. got Resident Evil with the zombies and the arms falling that's the off. That's the best way yeah. anything's you've ever got, like, Red Dead Redemption in my opinion the most beautiful open world ever made. Yeah, and, and also, like, Days Gone has ambient events that aren't okay. tied to anything, and they're not Red Dead's ambient even, events. Even like. travelling as well, because at the start of the demo that we played, there was, like, meant to be a really intense, like, chase scene on a bike. Oh, and they were so, so, slow. so terribly slow and boring. It, 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 it just felt comedic that we're chasing this guy, and there's moments when he gets really fast because the game has to do that, mm. and then you're just stuck at this kind of constant slow speed. It's really weird. Um, yeah, but, like... This is, we've talked about this with Dale, and Dale keeps going, I still want to give it a go. And yeah. Dale is prime target market for this game. It is like collector's dream. Okay. I'm not being mean to Dale, I'm saying it, it's built for someone who likes playing games like Dale does, which is to fucking hoover it. I mean, if you probably um, like, if you like Far Cry, then you'll most likely kind of enjoy, just like the open world trimmings that Far Cry has. Yeah. 
it's the same within Days if Gone. You, if you finish New Dawn and you're like, I still want more Far Cry for some <laughs> yeah. reason, Days Gone's coming. Did you Don't get a grasp on how big the map is? Because it there's looks like it could be there's multiple, one of those that's too big. Yeah, there's multiple different biomes. Um, near the end of my playthrough, I just started like running from one point of the map to the other. And there's mm. definitely like kind of loading zones because to I think, as far as I remember, to get to different biomes, you have to usually go past like a... What's it called? Um... Like, you know, you're going through a mountain, there's like a little bridge underneath, or a tunnel, rather. Oh, okay, right. Something like that. So that loads in all the different kind of biomes that you can travel to. And so far, they've only shown two, kind of the foresty region and the deserty region. Yeah. But there is a snowy, oh, you know, okay. escaped area know as yeah. well and stuff like, like that. There, there seems to be a fair amount to it. Um, and it's quite spread out. And the moments between major areas are, like, quite nicely relaxing. Mm. In the same way that Red Dead has moments of quietness. Like, it's going for... A, it feels like it's going for a similar thing. I feel thing. like... I do still want to give it a go, and especially will if the reviews come out and everyone says the story is good yeah. and worthwhile. Because that's what will keep me going through a game like that is if the story is worthwhile. Yeah, I feel really sorry for them because they released that trailer that was like Deacon's driven by the loss of his wife, and it immediately got a load of shit because it was like another story about a man who's driven by the loss of his wife, and the you know like women mm. always get killed in stories like this. Like very quickly during this, you go. All right, that's not the story at all. Like it's yeah. it, so I wouldn't worry if that's part of your worry about what day's gone. You don't need to worry about it. It's fine. And I think the game director he said like Golden Path is thirty hours and there's around six hours of cutscenes. So there's I guess plenty of story. The six hours throughout. of cutscenes thing seems mad to me. None of those cutscenes seemed that long when we were no, playing. No, no, not all. And people are like, oh, taking this like way out of hand, saying six hours. That's way too much. I'm not buying this game. And it's like, just relax. Uh, yeah, well, that's it. It will hopefully be spread across quite a lot of it. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, as a thing, I'm just, I'm so unenthused. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot. But in a way of just like, I feel sorry for it. I just want it. I wish it was better. It's I cool. wish they were yeah. having a nicer it time. It does cool. Yeah, it just seems wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing worse than a game that's just middle of the road. Yeah, and exactly. when I was when I was playing, there's like no tension involved at all. You hear like, and you watch all the trailers as well when it's all the horde and the swarms and such, and you think, "Fuck, can I actually handle that? Can I survive through that in the game?" And then you actually face up against like eight freakers. You can take them all on yourself just by rolling around them and knifing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no tension at all when I was playing, just no. from the enemies. I was Even facing. when I completely ran out of ammo, which is a thing you could quite easily do. It. Yeah, for sure. It still felt like I could just yeah. survive around and kind them. of. Yeah. Um, the I did like I saw someone already write about this, but there are um, freaker children called newts, and it's genuinely uncomfortable. Like you're just uh, killing children. Yeah, you're stabbing up zombie children, and because they're not that zombie-ish. Yeah, they are technically still alive, so you're just killing a bunch of children. It's like it's kind of fucked up. (laughs) It has the right right effect. Like I'm sure what they're going for is like, wow, this feels really bad. Mm. But if it does feel really bad, yeah, if it doesn't have the gravitas of a strong story that's to it. go with it then it just becomes well, you, children. did you play the walking dead season one i did yeah like when the zombie child is in that and yeah. you're like fuck this is the worst mm. like it doesn't have that yeah. <laughs> okay but in, the, instead you're just given like a bear destroying a zombie child when as you're roaming around in the world it's like i don't really care there is one really horrible bit where you see two freakers just pulling a child apart yeah. which is a bit <laughs> fucked like, what is this yeah i know right um but you know again we haven't seen enough of the story we haven't no. seen enough of the game to like i'm not criticizing that i'm saying it like it is by the literal sense of the word mm. remarkable <laughs> like it's out in a month yeah we can find out it's gonna be interesting that's one mediocre game potentially yeah. to look forward to but there is a very good game yes out today if you're listening to it 
the day that this podcast has dropped. I can't believe we it. drop it. Devil May Cry 5, Joe. Yes, boy. You've finished that I already. I have finished that. That's I've impressive. only played an hour. Same here. And it's my first ever Devil May Cry game. Same for you as well. Right? Yep, yep, totally. And... I'm a little overwhelmed. Yeah, I, this is actually... <laughs> a, yeah, I'd rather talk about what both of your first impressions of this are, because I bring a lot of baggage I read a little bit of backstory on the story and then quickly worked out that, A, I'm not going to be able to work it out quickly, and B, I don't know if I care. <laughs> yeah. Because it's that... It's one of those mad Japanese games yeah. where, like Kingdom Hearts, I don't care about the core story particularly. I think, I think in terms of this game, really all you need to know is who the main characters are, mm-hmm. their relationship to each other, and then you are done. So is it, you play as three, is it Dante, Nero, and V? v. So Dante is the classic hero from one, two, He's the one and I, three. I knew. Yeah. yeah. Nero's is, from DMC? Nero's, right? uh, no, so Nero's from four. DMC's nothing to do with this. They've written that out of Oh, the, out so of that history. character just doesn't exist yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's, that was oh. a reboot that just didn't go anywhere. Oh, okay. So you Whoops. can ignore DMC. All right, there we go. Um, Nero is the nephew of Dante, Okay. Dante's constant enemy is his brother, Virgil. Okay, but that's not V. That's not V. Okay. Uh, Nero is Virgil's son, but he doesn't know that. Okay. And then V is a mysterious man who's appeared in their lives to contract them to go and kill a demon called Urizen. Amazing. And yep, hell seems... <laughs> the start of this game, it seems like literal hell on earth. Yeah. London in hell form yeah. is what it looks like. Don't know why it's set in London. I don't. It's not set in London. It's set in Red Grave City. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Where everyone London. sounds American, but you definitely know it's London. Yeah, yeah. So there's red well, television. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's big red buses and what looks like Tower Bridge that you start. <laughs> yeah, you start Tower Bridge. Later on, there's a place called Burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W Market. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Which I really liked. But yeah, I'm not only overwhelmed by the story, but despite they're only not... You don't even use all the buttons on a controller, which seems mad to me in a game this modern I mean it felt good it well, felt good to I've play I've heard you do later on but you don't even need the triggers for not initially the combat no. at the start and yeah despite that I still just find myself button bashing but I don't know if that's what I'm meant to be doing it's sort of it's somewhere between the thing that always happens when you first start playing a game like this is you realise that like a lot of what you do is only there in service of a combo Mm. Because so much, like, high-level DMC is getting up to triple S rank combos. Okay. Which is essentially starting a combo and never stopping across multiple enemies. Okay. It's a, it's a Tony Hawk game. Like, and if you think Now it, I understand. If you think about it in terms of skating, How right? do I manual? So, <laughs> ma- that's it. Manual is pistols. Okay. So if you think about... You know how manualing between other combos is the way to keep a giant combo going. That's what it is. Your pistols are the way to keep your things from ticking down as you go to the next enemy to start a bigger thing that builds it up. And does a combo just count as me pressing triangle a hundred times a minute? It does, but it will have (laughs) diminishing returns. Yeah, you have to to get your style going in regards to fighting all the enemies and stuff, especially when I loaded it. I was somewhat overwhelmed and worried because, especially with games like DMC, I always get worried that I'm just not going to be able to hack it because it is those games, like you said, when everything you do is in service of a combo and you want to try and get you know a Mm. decent rank but the game's actually quite welcoming for someone who isn't actually that 
you know, familiar with um, DMC or any kind of game to that. Because when I loaded it up, it offered me, what, two difficulty options? I think yep. Hero at, or Human, I think There's it was. Human yeah. and Devil Hunter. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And then um, I chose Human. Then I actually just put the like the combo system on auto. Because when it comes to a game like this, I, I don't want to be trying to remember all these complex combos. I just want to enjoy the, the visual spectacle, which is this game. And the opening cutscene is like testament to how fantastic this game looks. That it's is so... It, yeah. Like the RE engine is in my mind the best engine it that anyone yeah, make stuff on right that's now. That's one thing you can't deny about this game that it has style. It's yeah, it's so insane. Like, the music, I love the music. So it's kind of it's electronic it's screamo yeah. stuff right that I listened to alley, 10 yeah. years ago. The Devil Trigger track <laughs> is particularly fantastic. Yeah. I liked it. And it's I like so this whole, weird. I haven't really encountered it properly yet, but I know you've had a couple of run-ins with it. This cameo system seems yes. really cool. Yeah, so the cameo system is essentially the the story skips around time and lots of the elements... So in every chapter you play one of the three characters, but so, sometimes those three characters are doing things at exactly the same time. Mm-hmm. So what you'll do is you'll get to an area and suddenly a thing on your screen will say starring and then an icon representing one of the characters and then a username. That's and dope. that is a real person's ghost data from when they played the section as the other character playing in your game. So you can look across rooftops and there's Nero fighting while you're playing as V. Mm. So I was wondering I what that it. was. Yeah. Like because at the start of the game it it like talks about network options and I was yes. like yeah, how yeah, does yeah. that play into a single player game? So like that's happening and so I looked over the first person I encountered was Kirk from VG247 <laughs> who's a friend of mine. So I was just watching him for ages like a pervert. <laughs> it was great. Um how was he doing? He was quite good. And that yeah, way, when you finish way. when you finish a mission where someone's appeared as a cameo, you can rate them as stylish or not stylish. That's pretty. What you mean? What you mean? No, it's nice. I gave everyone stylish, even if they were. There we go. Everyone gets the benefits. Um, but there, like, there is a couple of sections where that's a more active element. So there's at least one fight, I believe, where someone's in your fight, but it's mm. a ghost data, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Because there were parts like during cutscenes when it doesn't quite look like it was. I guess completely animated. Look like someone's controlling the the character. What in cutscenes? Yeah, sometimes in certain cutscenes. So I think that's just animation. <laughs> no, there, there was a moment when you first time you see V, and he's kind of like running around in the game, and it looks like someone else was controlling him at a particular mm, moment. I don't remember that bit. Damn, I Maybe. remember seeing it. But <laughs> in any case, just like just overall in regards to DMC, I feel like Capcom should be applauded because they have sorted out DMC, Resident Evil, and Monster Hunter World to people that aren't that familiar with those games. Yeah, it's crazy how well they've done every single time they've tried Yeah, this for sure, because I would never have tried DMC. You know, obviously got the code and I was thinking, fuck it, might as well give it a go. And it was like, it's extremely welcoming. Even in the main menu, they give you like a little 10-minute video so you can get like co-op the on the, yeah, on the history yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, at, from my perspective as someone who's finished it, yeah. I just think it's like, I still think DMC, as in the last one, the reboot, mm-hmm. is unfairly maligned. I, and I think there are elements of that that are better as a game mm-hmm. like I think the platforming's more fun in it I think there's a bit more kind of intricacy to its puzzling and stuff like that Yeah. but in terms of the core combat like DMC has never been better than 5 and it's, it's Peep- absurdly it, yeah. the, the depth to which it can go if you want it to is just ridiculous yeah. um, and V is I think one of the best action, new action game mechanics of all time for a game that ooh, that's a bold I think bold it's favorite. like I've played a lot I've played a lot of Capcom inspired action games yeah. and this feels like he's the, the one who can basically summons people to fight for him doesn't he yeah if so he's, right. he's essentially just a walking health bar okay and he summon his ranged attack is an eagle that shoots electricity his melee is a panther that can shapeshift and his special is like a giant golem made of 
knight. I don't know what he's made of. <laughs> that um, sounds like someone I want to play as, and, for sure. But so all you're doing is con- ordering them around whilst you avoid Dodge, yeah. stuff. But the kicker being none of them can kill anyone. They can get them into a killable state, and then you have to go up and do the uh, finishing blow. Okay. So it's like this risk-reward, like, constant rubber banding across yeah. the thing. I think it's incredible. And, like, Itsuno, start- the guy who directed this, started with Devil May Cry 2. Mm-hmm. He took up the baton from Hideki Kamiya, who is the greatest action game creator of all time. Big statements coming out yeah. of Joseph. <laughs> and he's pulled this thing along in like the shadow of Kamiya this whole time. And it feels like V's the first time where he's gone, I am now inventing something new in yeah. the thing that my sensei created back in the day. Amazing. And I, find, I think it's fucking incredible. I find it kind of weird that obviously this game has, what, three playable characters, and then obviously the previous one, which is DMC, obviously it doesn't feature Dante, but that, that was the main thing people were annoyed about, right, is that it didn't well, feature... D- well, DMC featured a version of Dante. It was just right. a new Dante who was younger and was more like Nero, essentially. But people just were not having that. People just... People... Well, people who liked Devil May Cry as a story didn't like it. Okay. People who liked Devil May Cry as an action game, myself included, yeah. went... It doesn't fucking matter. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's not speaking most of the time. Yeah. You're just slashing things and shooting it. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. weird to say for a, yeah, for a game that is called the fifth in a series. It's the sixth. It's the, yeah, it's the sixth. <laughs> and it's also a good place to start. Yeah, for someone who really is starting a series, I feel like... Because in my head, anyway, I don't know if I'm wrong, Devil May Cry has always been considered a notoriously hard game. It's, it's only hard to... To master. It's a, yeah, it's only hard to master. Okay. Like, I've, I'm not a good action game player. I just enjoy action games. Yeah. Like, That's what why I like it is... does make you feel good by not doing a lot, which yeah. I do enjoy in games. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, from what I can tell, I'm only an hour in, but I, it's not particularly hard, which I'm enjoying at the moment. And it's, you say, it's not too long a game, which I'm no. looking forward to as well, because we've uh, yeah, had think, a lot of long games recently. I, like, think my, yeah. I think my first story mode completion was about 15 hours. Maybe a little shorter, maybe a little longer, okay. I'm not sure. The start of that game makes me want to finish it, start New Game Plus, and then try and accomplish something that you couldn't well, at the it. start. I'm really desperate to yeah, do that. So like, yeah, there's stuff... The, the stuff you're given during the course of that game is completely ridiculous, Like particularly on Dante's side. Like, they've shown it in trailers, one of his weapons is a motorbike that you can split into and uses two yeah. chainsaws mm. and it's, it's fucking amazing and like <laughs> the Mega Man blaster I'm enjoying that as well yeah that's yeah, quite that's, fun that's and a deluxe edition bonus yeah. so and the pasta breaker that. as well I think it's cool just like yeah. throwing a fork at an enemy is always yeah. good fun but yeah good. it did it does just make me why Capcom next if you're listening and I hope you're listening a 3D Mega Man open world game <laughs> make it happen that'll happen that's, please that's quite but hard but yeah DMC imagine. very good banger very good. You kill everything. Nothing is left alive. And you know what? Another <laughs> game that's out? Left Alive. Nice. Jesse, you've been playing Left Alive. All I've heard about this game is rot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the shittest version of Metal Gear Solid I've ever played. I, so I saw this is credit to someone on Steam and then uh, the editor of PC Gamer, or maybe something else of PC Gamer now, uh, Sam Roberts, posted his posted this thing. He was like, this guy has to be a games journalist because it was a Steam review that just called it Little Gear Solid. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there we go. The one thing I heard... Today, uh, behind the can, we're calling this on Thursday. Mm, Sorry cool. to oh, just trouble everyone's minds by yeah, that. Time but, travel, um, baby. I think DLC for this game dropped today, which adds World of Tanks adverts into the game. That's Seriously? That's yeah. abysmal. Why would <laughs> anyone want that to happen? That's just terrible. <laughs> so weird. So it sounds like a mad game. What What is this game, Jesse? So 
First of all, to think of the concept, which I found most interesting back when this was shown at what, TGS or something like that, it's stay low to stay alive, which sounds cool because in all these games, like you always play as the mech, the most powerful person and so on and so forth. And you're always blasting grunts and blasting AI and stuff. But in this game, you it swaps that seat and you're the grunt and you're trying to sneak past and progress through a world that's full of people who are like madly more powerful than you. Mm. So it's, it's kind of cool to play as like, you know, the little grunty soldier against yeah. sneaking past, you know, humongous mechs and trying to survive and stuff. Is but- it? No, I, mean, no, I, I want to feel powerful. Because well, no, it's, it's a stealth game. It's primarily a stealth okay. game. So I don't want to be like, you know, feeling like fucking God of War throughout a stealth game because that's, well, that would be off-putting. But it's, it's, it's like just, it's a PS2 game that was released on the PS4 and it should never have happened. <laughs> Do you know what's great is that's exactly what I wrote in my preview of it at Gamescom last year and I'm really happy you've said it. Well, it's just, Someone's it's been really, reading it? Yeah, it's, no, not all. I, I, it, I can't yeah. read, I'm too young. But... <laughs> <laughs> Another weird thing as well is that um, I can't remember who the, like, the main art director of the game is. Isn't it was Shinkawa? Yeah, Yoji, Yoji Shinka- Shinkawa. Yeah, so they, they got him to do like the um, character art, and I think they just ran with it. They were like, the only way this game is going to get any kind of sale is to market it as like a really shit Metal Gear Solid <laughs> game. And that's what's happened, especially when you play through it. The, there's a lot of music tracks in the game that feel like weirdly similar to Metal Gear mm-hmm. as well, and especially the UI. But the game just throws all this useless information at you in the first... 10 minutes in regards to just trying to get you up to speed on how the game controls. It was really off-putting and the AI as well, it it just feels so outdated. There's, and the start of the tutorial, there's just a guard standing behind like a door and you're just waiting for him to knock him out. He's just guarding a little area and he's just standing there, not patrolling around or anything like that. And it's mm. just like, just make him do something. Come on, it's like a modern game, you know? They showed me a hands-off a while back and like I wasn't particularly impressed. I thought it looked bad and yeah. the stealth looked poor. The one thing that really intrigued me that they didn't show very much of was like crafting traps and stuff. Yeah. So they started showing this thing where it was like you were watching enemies patrol and then instead of taking them out stealthily, what you were doing was crafting traps that would work to take out those people on those patrols most yeah. effectively, which sounds really cool and sounds like something I haven't seen before. But like, do you end up doing any of that? No, it didn't really play out, like, especially the first section. So essentially, like, you're a soldier who was in a mech and then it gets destroyed and they're called Wanzas, I think. Oh, this, Wanzas, This yeah. game actually takes place in the Front, Front Mission yeah. universe, except the guy who directed the game, he's someone who's worked on Armored Core, Legends. which is a completely different series in any case. But yeah, you'll start the game and you have to try and progress through an area sneaking past a bunch of bad guys. Mm. But the game tries to force you to, like, you know, craft a Molotov, craft a few traps, distractions and such. But as soon as you pick up a metal pipe, just knock a few heads and then you're just sorted. <laughs> it, like, it throws all these heavy-ass tutorials, like, with big blocks of text, and you don't need to do any of it. Mm. So is it open world, or is it...? It's not open world. Like, okay. the maps are, like, somewhat large, but it, there is, like, a dedicated path that you need to progress through, mm. and then you hit a cutscene and that's it. It's is, just, it a tip, is it a Metal Gear-esque mad story? Not from what I've experienced. There's a few front, different characters you can play as. I yeah, believe. like Front Mission is famously meant to be like a serious war thing. Okay, but, but it's, it's full of mechs it's, and it's, madness. Yeah, it's not like. that at all. And especially from what you just said, there's one of the beginning cutscenes is when you're playing as the main character, and he witnesses a bunch of soldiers like pointing their guns at civilians. He's like, "They're civilians. They can't do anything." And then he, they shoot the civilians. He's like, "Son of a!" And it's like. You know what's going to happen. He's, they're not treating this seriously at all. Mm. And it's just completely, it just feels outdated. It's really weird so to you play. So I'm guessing you wouldn't recommend this to people. <laughs> no, it's shit. <laughs> it's, really, it's really funny though. It, it came out in Japan, I think it was last week. 
uh, or maybe early this week, and uh, the reaction was so bad that Square Enix's reaction mm. was to ban streaming of the game. So it wasn't to like apologize or patch or do anything uh, like that. It was just like, don't let it fucking battle stations. <laughs> don't let anyone see the game. <laughs> what a mad so approach. It's, it's mental. Well, it sounds like it got off to a rocky start. And just... Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, do you know who's in Rocky? Ivan Drago. Yeah, he is. You've been listening to a podcast, Joe. Yeah, it's a podcast that finished quite recently. I think it was at the end of last month. No, end of January. Um, and was recommended to me by a guy that no one's ever heard of, Gav Murphy. Where's um, he from? <laughs> couldn't tell you. Um, and it's, I think it's, apart from this one, one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Maybe the best. Whoa, whoa, I wanted whoa, whoa, whoa. to listen to... <laughs> that was a strong word. I did say apart from this I one. finished okay. it yesterday, and I genuinely missed it wow. <laughs> this morning. I was like, oh no, there's no more of it. Give us the lowdown. What's it about? So I'm not going to tell you too much because Ooh, the entire okay. thing is about the journey. What's it called? You haven't told us what it's called. Finding Drago. You Did said you? it. I didn't. I said Ivan Drago. Oh, oh no. Well, it's Come called on, Finding Drago. Come on. <laughs> um, it is about two nice Australian men, one of whom is quite obsessed with Rocky Four and the character of Ivan Drago. And he finds a Wikipedia entry that mentions a book called Drago... Oh, what's it called? On Mountains We Stand. <laughs> that sounds and nice. And it's, it's a sequel to Rocky about what happened to Ivan Drago after he was beaten in Rocky Four. Spoilers. That actually for sounds Rocky really cool. Yeah, for Rocky Four. <laughs> and it's... Um, uh, how does he... Exp- I, I, there's a, on the Wikipedia entry, it said it was the last masterpiece by the author... <laughs> last, Todd, yeah, last the, master. the, Or the final masterpiece of the author Todd Noy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great what name. What was his first masterpiece? Well... It, well I can tell you a few of the names. Go for it. Uh, Alabaster Wars. <laughs> These all sound like Left Alive sequels. L- Land, oh, of God, <laughs> Land of Fuego. Land of Fuego. Just say fire, mate. Um, but so basically he just goes like, what the fuck is this book? And so the entire podcast is about trying to find this book and then subsequently find out who Todd Noy is. And I, I genuinely can't say any more without ruining yeah. the point of this podcast. Okay. All I can say is... I've had a few people being like, I'm not really that interested in the Rocky movies. It's not about the Rocky movies. It's not about Rocky. After the first episode, you'll realise the trajectory you're on, and <laughs> you, but you will not realise how far it will go. I'm going to definitely com- give it a go. It's completely incredible. It's relatively short as well. It's like seven episodes, all about half an hour. I like listening to Australian voices as well. They calm me down. So, More yeah, Australian accents are nice, that. aren't they? They're so lovely. They're yeah. such nice men. <laughs> it's really good. Like, and that's the other thing I really enjoy about it. So many podcasts are like of investigatory type stuff are into just horrible shit by dint of what becomes interesting so like Dirty John or Serial or all that stuff Mm. this is an investigation in which everyone involved is basically either strange or lovely like and or strange and lovely it's it's fucking brilliant. It, it just like it made me smile for a week, and I'm really I can't smile anymore. How many? So how <laughs> many episodes, sad. and yeah. how long is each one roughly? Seven and about half an hour each. Oh, that's nice. That's that's maybe a little well. bit more than half. But yeah, it's oh god, it's so yeah. good. Like the 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 way it ends. I texted Gav. I was like, I nearly cried, <laughs> and it was wow. It that's was, a powerful podcast. <laughs> it was so lovely. It's just nice. Do you think people cry at our podcast? I think, yeah, but not for reasons we <laughs> yeah. want them to. We do cause mass trauma, probably. Yeah. Probably cried ever since Keyword Countdown went away. I would, now, I would have thought so. Now we have 
the endless search. I always call it the never ending search. Yeah. But oh, do you remember the never ending story? That's a good film. They're remaking it, no. aren't they? Are they? Uh, oh no, maybe it's Dark Crystal they're remaking. I get them confused. They are doing classic Dark Crystal, films. Yeah. Those are. Never ending stories. Uh, you're too young, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I'm only but, 12 yeah. or something. The mm. Endless Search, a quiz segment devised by each of us. <laughs> New quiz every week. This week, it's my turn. It is. Inspired. I'm so excited about this Well, one. you know the concept. I don't know if yeah. Jesse knows the concept. So this week's quiz is divided by myself and is inspired by my discovery of Mr. Wiggly Bispo. <laughs> If you don't know who Wiggly Bispo is... <laughs> I've, I've said and heard this name so many times, and I still laugh every single time. So, um, I know not everyone's a fan of it, but Football Manager... <laughs> That's a great game, yeah, love um, it. <laughs> they have these people called regens, which is because it's a game that can literally go on forever. Humans in that game are regened and made up, so footballers from the age of like 15 to 19 are made up, and they are randomly generated from names, and somehow... Wiggly Bispo was created. He's a 19-year-old Brazilian winger, I think, in my game. Bispo, I think, is a name. It's It's a a clown name, but I think it's a real name. Wiggly. W-I-G-G-O-L-Y. Yeah, Wiggly. Wiggly Bispo. Bispo. It's it's as strange as Donovan. Or Boozer. Boozer. And yeah, we had Jod Body Slam sent in. Jod Body Slam was amazing. I've been sent a couple of good ones on Twitter in reply to my tweet about Wiggly Bispo. Someone had a Nigerian player, and they actually screen captured it as well, so it is true, called Daddy Salami. (laughs) Yes! Fucking hell. This game just doesn't care. Someone also claimed to have someone called Scotty Scott who was Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) It is is literally the best game ever. Yeah. You know what? Could you start a game with a blank database where it has to regen every player? I think you can. Just start now. Yeah, it's all regens. It's amazing. But yeah, what also has mad names are real people that enter the NFL every year in the NFL draft. Right. There's some mad names. So in the, my my favourite NFL name of all time is Barkevious Mingo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a great name. There's the it's one we saw Spider-Man the other day that I remembered was uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> yes. He, he still plays as well. Uh, if you've ever seen the Key and Peel East West College Bowl sketch. Yes. That represents that whole thing perfectly. That, like, and yeah. it is weirdly correct. Like yeah. it's not just a joke. There's some mad names. <laughs> mad names even. So I've got 12 names here, yeah. some of which are football manager regen names, mm-hmm. some of which are NFL draft prospects okay. <laughs> from this year. You have to tell me which is which. Okay. I've got two admin questions for you before we start. Do it. Uh, one, so are these regens from your current game? Yes, they're all from my current Tottenham Hotspur save in the year 2022, I want to say. Cool, I'm just going to guess what kind of names are going to be big in 2022. <laughs> Stuff oh, like... Have you done your research? Robotron. Robotron <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> uh, and secondly, uh, what are we, are we taking turns answering? So you're, what's going to happen is you're both going to get the chance to say NFL or football manager for each, mm-hmm. and you each take turns at guessing first. So oh, okay, so. cool. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. So, name number one, Macaulay Freshwater. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going first? Joe, you can go first. NFL. That has to be NFL. No. Damn it! (laughs) What? No, he is a goalkeeper for Fulham under 23s. (laughs) Bullshit. Macaulay Freshwater. (laughs) I'm just going to put my paper over here for a second. Don't look, Joe. Gosh. I literally can't read that. You won't be left alive at the end of this podcast. It's nil-nil, thrilling. Number two. You can't segue back again. <laughs> Name number two. Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> oh, sorry, Redwine. Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> Jesse, you get to go first. That has to be NFL. Uh, 
I'm going to say... I'll go football manager. It's NFL. Yes! He is a safety for the University of Miami. Legend. Good. Sheldrick Redwine. Love that guy. Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> Number three. Julio Cesar Yacuzzi. Manager. So you could just be laughing at real person's names. How Good. do you feel? That's fine. Football manager. He is football manager. Yes. He's oh, a God. right midfielder for Huracan in Argentina. Huracan. Lovely. Great. Is he definitely a regen? <laughs> yes. These are all definitely regens, I've checked. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> Rocky Mongan. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky Mongen. and then M O N G E N. Mongen. Rocky Mongan. Is he. NFL or football manager? NFL, because it sounds proper American. <laughs> mm, football manager. It's football manager? Yes! He Back is on a track. Dutch striker for Feyenoord. Rocky yeah. Mongan. Rocky from Holland, that makes sense. <laughs> is one of my personal favourites. So-so Jamabo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't want to be called so-so if you're an athlete. So-so Jamabo. <laughs> NFL. NFL. He is. He's a running yes, back for UCLA. Go. Good. Yeah. It is three all. Quick update on the school. Three all after five. Ooh. Number six. Joey Boys. How are we spelling boys? As B O Y S. Okay. Joey Boys. Manager. It has to be manager. Uh, is it your turn to go first? That's the question. I don't oh, know. Going first is a bad thing, so I don't care. Is it? Um, <laughs> Joey Boys. Yeah, I'm going manager as well. He is. He's yes, a midfielder for Newcastle. Is he? It's, it's the way boys were spelled. That's what gave it away. Is that what gave it away? Number seven. It's for all. Bunchy Stallings. <laughs> uh, NFL. Manager. It's NFL. Yes! Guard for the University of Kentucky. <laughs> Bunchy. Bunchy Stallings. That's good, that. 5-4 to Joe. <laughs> uh, freak Vudenberg. Freak Vudenberg. It's spelled F R E E K. Vudenberg. Joe first. Oh, is it me first? Yeah, because we went out of. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Whoops. I should be odd numbers. Okay, well, yeah, it's Jesse first. Yeah. All right, NFL has to be. 100%. A freak Vudenberg is football manager. He is football manager. Yes! Fuck, man. The central defender for Utrecht. <laughs> I thought that. That yeah, name I... was so ridiculous, I thought someone was actually called that. I thought. Dutch. I actually had. Yeah, there was two Dutch players I found called Freak. Excellent. But he was. Vudenberg was better. The other one was, I think, just De Jong, which is very Dutch. Classic. Um, so it's 6 4 to Joe with four left. Crap. Mm. Shy Tuttle. Joe I go first. first. Yeah, NFL. Manager. It's NFL. Yes! He's getting away with it. I can't believe Defensive it. tackle for Tennessee. Shy's a real name. I've heard shy before. It's all going down. Seven now. four. So you need to get these last three, Jesse, just to tie. I can't believe Come it. Come on. Wiggly bears. Greedy Williams. <laughs> oh, greedy Williams. <laughs> Good old greedy Willie. Spelled as we'd expect. Exactly how you think it's spelled, yeah. <laughs> Magic. Greedy Williams. Go on, Jesse. It has to be manager. Yeah, I'll go manager as well. 100%. Fuck, is it? man. Cornerback for what LSU. What the hell? Greedy Williams. <laughs> is that not a nickname? It might be, but he's what he's known as. Okay. Ha a nickname as well. Yeah. For oh, right. But, you know. Barcavius is not. That is his name. Barcavius Mingo. Two left. 
the game has gone. It's seven forty, Joe. But yep, I'm hopefully people are having fun. You know, having a fun, having a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Number eleven, Cyril Testu Recordier. <laughs> That's wicked! <laughs> I want to call my child that. <laughs> Cyril Testu Ricordia. Yeah, he sounds like a wine. Uh, so did Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's more on the nose. Oh, that's a good uh, wine pun. Anyway, <laughs> is this what, it's what Joe first for Cyril Testu Ricordia? That I think has to be manager. Manager. Yeah, yes, he's yeah, a French go. midfielder. Testu Ricordia. <laughs> and the last one. Freedom Akim Moladoon. Akim Moladoon. Moladoon. A K I N M O L A D U N. That starts. Freedom Akin Moladoon. That starts West African and ends up Scottish. <laughs> Moladoon. <laughs> uh, oh, it's Jesse first. Freedom. NFL. A lot of people might be crying freedom for this game to end. <laughs> so again, freedom what? Freedom Akin Moladoon. NFL. I'm 100%. going. Yeah, I'm going NFL too. Yeah, yeah, so there we go. Defensive end for Nebraska. Beautiful. It's weird how some of those seem so obviously in NFL. I don't yeah. know why. What? Yeah. It's, those are some, I think So So Jamabo. Yeah, that's a good or one. Or Freak Vudenberg. Freak Vudenberg's very good. I mean, none of them are Wiggly Bispo. No, none of them are Wiggly Bispo. And although he has got shocking stats on foot manager, I feel the need to buy him. Yeah, just get him and put him in the reserves. Yeah. Until he, need, until he becomes a coach. If I can get him a work permit, that is always an issue for a young Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> in, in trouble managing. <laughs> in trouble managing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Joe won that. 9 5. Let's move on. Bang. Um, please, no feedback about work permit situations. But um, we have got some feedback to read out. And I'm starting. I did not know I'm starting. Yes, you did. You put it together. Yeah, I know, but I've forgotten, Joe. A lot's going on. Ah! What are you doing? Ah, I'm reading it. This is from Darren in Brunswick, Ohio, USA. He says Hi, gang. Two things. One. One finger up. <laughs> That's a good point. No one saw that. No, did, though. It's an audio podcast. No one needs to see my fingers. Shit. <laughs> they should. They're very dainty. That's nice. Thank you. Oh, I saw something. I was in the British Museum the other day, and I was in the clock and watch section. Yeah. And um, I saw something I never knew I wanted, but I now need, which is a watch that is a ring. So a, a, a tiny little watch you could wear as a that's ring. That's a good idea. I know. Why has no one thought of that except I don't that know. one person? I don't, I've never worn a ring in my life, but that made me want to. That would be cool if, you know, normal watches or phones didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, but a watch is nice. Anyway, back to Darren in Brunswick. <laughs> so it's one, the new guy has good taste in movies. I think that's you, Jesse. Thanks. Fellowship of the Ring is one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> I would agree it's the best I can't believe it. Lord of the Rings one. It is. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, yeah, it is. Return of the King's the best because it's the and least talking. He goes on to say, Scrabbles, I'm sad for you if you can't find anything to enjoy in those movies. It's not that I can't find anything. I think they're just a bit shit. It's just a monster. That's <laughs> what he is. You struggle to find joy in life. I no, I don't. I'm jo- Listen <laughs> to me talk about DMC. Fair enough, yeah. Two, his second point. If you played a drinking game in which you took a drink every time, Joe says fair play, <laughs> you would be hammered in about 20 minutes. Now, I won't, lie, That's I, did, all. I won't lie, I did read this earlier this week, and it has made me have something of an existential crisis. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember you saying fair play at all this I week. I think when people, my default reaction to, I say something, someone disagrees with it, and yeah. I can't be asked to disagree back, is to go, <laughs> fair play. Do you find that, you say that a lot on the a podcast? A lot then? on this podcast. <laughs> a great deal. Amazing. Thank um, you, Darren. Yeah, I, it has played on my mind, Darren, and thanks for that. Yeah, so we're all hammered. <laughs> Mother nice. Fucker. Who's got number two? Jesse. That's me. Theo Grayell, or Grayell, says... NFL. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Hello all. I was just listening to the podcast from last week where you talked about games interfering with your life and thoughts. Like your <laughs> that so creepy. I know. He's thinking about our thoughts. Like your thoughts of stealing a Porsche or or starting a settlement. Mm. Yeah, I've thought about that many a time. I had something similar while playing Fallout 4. After waiting weeks for release, I played it religiously for a month, but quickly caught on to saving often to save me from replaying sections after death or crashes. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Think that's often good standard. to do I do remember game. that. Yeah, just I to save. save. <laughs> Fallout 4 in particular was fucked. Yes. But there's more. He says, after having a good long session one morning, <laughs> where's this going? I went to London. <laughs> I tried to check my pit boy between yeah. strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh dear that's gone wrong isn't it well after a good long session he went to London with his family hours later <laughs> well at least he wasn't having a session with his family we're so childish <laughs> but this calls back to what happened in DMC he went strolling through Borough Market hey. my heart dropped as I suddenly thought to myself shit I haven't saved in ages <laughs> it took me a good few seconds to overcome the mental blip and realise I was not playing Fallout 4 anymore and this was real life I think it speaks <laughs> I think it speaks volumes to the fact I had played it way too much and needed the break. Love the podcast, guys. Only been listening since October, but it's fast become the highlight of Full Stop each week. Wow. Oh. Thank you so much. Imagine if you Theo. didn't have to save in real life. I suppose sleeping at the end of the day is kind of like that, is it? It's resting. Yeah. Which is a mechanic, game mechanic and a thing that happens in real life. Where did they get it from? Life. Where did game designers come up with this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy to hear that you had a good long session. Yeah, yep. and I'm also happy to hear that you didn't, I don't know, crash in Borough Market after your sesh. Speaking of good long sessions, I just need to bring this up. Right. Um, <clears throat> oh God. Don't ask me how I know this, but Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. There's Overwatch porn out there, which it's people right, can imagine. This is the second time you've mentioned this today, so yeah. it's really fresh in your mind. And you said you'd watched a 68-minute Overwatch no, porn. No, I didn't that watch. I, I didn't watch a 68. I found that there was an Overwatch porn that was 68 right. oh, okay. minutes. No, that's long. very careful wording when it's you say I found that there was, yeah. not I found a it. series of a series of places got me to this. How? And no, I'm not this is more interesting this. than the porn. Everyone knows Overwatch porn exists. Yeah. How did you end up watching From Overwatch the th porn? THQ AMA, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Paxman you. You, you. you search for Overwatch cinematics and sometimes things come up. That's not on YouTube. What Overwatch cinematic were you watching? <laughs> but anyway, the one thing I wanted to say was the animation oh, was so. outstanding. No, I, <laughs> and I, is that the only thing you appreciate? I've, yeah. I've seen GIFs of <laughs> said porn. I was genuinely amazed. I was like, this is Pixar quality and a lot of people's talents are being <laughs> wasted on this it, that's it it does make you sad well no anyone can do what they want to do it's yeah. not harming anyone but it makes me sad that I won't ever get to watch what they make because no. that's not what I'm looking yeah. for if those people just put their talents into an Overwatch Netflix series yeah do that they're already making, <laughs> ton they're already making tons of money through Patreon and everything else they I want to know how fans. they're doing the sound design you can make it R-rated I can show want. you who's doing the foley for that <laughs> I know, that is always interesting as to like I've thought about that with um, uh, like dubbed Japanese porn before jelly and cucumbers what leads you into the career path where you become a porn dubbing artist. I don't know. Have you ever seen that section in Toast of London where it's the two uh, voice actors having to do porn together <laughs> no. and they're like rivals, so it's them trying to outdo the other sex noises? <laughs> it's fucking amazing. But yeah, Overwatch, yeah, it, it, it blew my mind. <laughs> it was, That's good. And yeah, I skimmed through it and was like, this is consistent. That's nice. Was there a story? No, it was just lots of weird... <laughs> 
20 second scenes stitched together. Oh, so it wasn't a, a movie? No, it wasn't a movie. Yeah, there wasn't no, any no. deep it's narrative. A comp- oh, we'd watch it in full if there was a story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Let's move Let on. Let us know your Overwatch porn stories. Let's know. Uh, after after asking for people to tell us when they last ejaculated a few weeks ago. Yeah, this is going places. That only happened once. Yeah. Uh, well, as in we only got one reply, and it was just after they heard the name Kenny Mamarella de Cruz, just yeah. so you know. That's good. Uh, follow this, David. <laughs> Hi, guys. Regarding the discussion on the last podcast about times when you played a game so much it affected you in real life, it reminded me of the time when I was about 14 and finally decided to get through GoldenEye 007 on 00 Agent Difficulty. I played solidly all weekend. <laughs> long That's session. Good. That's a long and, session. And managed to get... The, yeah, he's 14. Let's manage our, ex- right. manage our responses to this. <laughs> Grow up. I played solidly all weekend and managed to get through about half the levels. So I was pretty pleased with myself. Walking into Bill... Sorry. Walking into school the following Monday morning, I came across... I came around the corner of one of the I don't like it when I can't read. I came around the corner of one of the buildings and saw someone walking across the opposite side of the courtyard, at which point the index finger of my left hand involuntarily switched. <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, that's kind of scary. For the, for the benefit of Jesse, who is clearly so disgustingly young, he's probably never played Goldeneye. The fire button was the Z trigger of the N64 controller. That was controller. one of the first games I had played. Thank you. Underage, which sits under the left <laughs> index finger. This freaked me out a bit, and I decided to lay off the game for a day or two, even though I was secretly quite impressed with the speed of my reaction. Does that mean he wants to shoot one of his fellow pupils? He Terrible. In- <laughs> David, who studiously leaves off his second name... Oh, that's good. Uh, ...had, uh, yes... I hope you've got your issues sorted. Imagine yep. shooting a stranger at school. <laughs> or maybe he looked a lot like Oddjob, or he yeah, had big true. silver teeth or something. And yet... Despite all this, I'll still say that games don't cause violence. Exactly. <laughs> what do you know? It's just they improve your reaction speed. Is That's what we've very learned. That's true. pa pa So, yeah, let us know if you've had any more influx of video game stuff into your yeah, everyday life. Yeah, I really life. like this. this that, those, mad both of those are very mad, yeah. and I really like it. I'm trying to think of one. Cause, I'm trying to think, yeah. I haven't gone horse riding since playing Red Dead. Tell you that. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. No, the thing like... The the classic one is like Guitar Hero, seeing the walls move, or like Tetris Effect, where you I get that with Guitar Hero all the time. Yeah, yeah, it just looks like the room you're in, like a lift. Yeah, basically. but that's more like that's a physical reaction as opposed to your mental state yeah. being affected by playing a game. I definitely too much. get it with games like Tetris or yeah, games puzzle games like that. If I like close my eyes and try and go to sleep, I'll be like trying to fit blocks in yeah. in my head. And <laughs> it stuff must like be that. a bit. It's a bit more connected, but you must have bits where you're watching football and imagining stats or imagining like football managery elements to them. Yeah, I suppose. Or when you're going to school, you get an itchy trigger finger <laughs> yeah. with the Z trigger or, go, or something. I went to school and played football, I suppose. That's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, people do that in real life. Please let us know. Uh, have more interesting ones than Cody. The most realistic video game porn you've ever seen? No. <laughs> Unless it's a really good story, oh, yeah. I don't want to read it. <laughs> you, you're you're going to read it. But yeah, thank you and. To play us out mm. is it's our new feature. Our new feature, which is Great. classic UK garage. Yeah, <laughs> we just play a little got, bit each um, week. I'm familiar with that genre. Yeah. Do you want to? You can introduce this week's. Oh, this finale, is this Joe. is a personal favourite. It's your favorite. choice. Yeah. It's. I think it's towards the tail end of the UK garage yeah. revolution. I don't think we can play the whole song. No, we'll play thirty we'll, seconds. Yeah, we'll go thirty seconds. Which is that. fine because so it's not much to it. It's basically the same twenty seconds over and over again. Yeah, uh, I believe this was released two thousand and six, which Ooh. is late in the in the old garage scene. The twilight is, of the garage era. Yeah, this is uh, 
So as grime was coming in, actually, oh. as garage gave way to grime, it's maybe all in about a few grime. months we'll be onto the grime scene. Who knows? We'll be on drill, mate. I want to yeah. get on drill. Anyway, this is Wide Boys and Dennis G with Sambuka. Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Luca, you gave me your number and you took my number.